You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, it could be known as the other green-eyed monster. We're talking about greed. What do we need to know? How do we watch out for this and protect ourselves from its impact? Let's talk about it with Christian financial planner Glenn Zimmerman today who joins us regularly. Glenn, thanks so much for being here once again. Good morning. Good to be with you guys. Yeah, jealousy and greed, they kind of... They- green-eyed monsters, they go hand-in-hand, really. And when we look at both of those, specifically as we're going to talk about here today, greed, um, we point fingers a lot. This is not my issue. Those people over there, they're the greedy ones, right? Yeah, it's so tempting to do that and kind of get us off the hook a little bit. (laughs) But, uh, you know, this is the first thing you think about greed. You know, I don't know. I think of... um, I'm really dating myself with this one, but, you know, Scrooge McDuck kind of bathing in his gold <laughs> coins, you know, for, for all the young people out there, that's a really old cartoon, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Or maybe today, you know, the, the uber wealthy that are, you know, taking rocket ships into space or whatever, there are the problems I have. They have too much and, you know, not me. Well, unfortunately for reader Bibles, Jesus has something else to say about that. And as we, you know, talk about often, he used the discussion of money a lot during his short ministry, and it kind of reveals our heart, what our motivations are. So I thought today, you know, I'd discuss a little bit from the parable of the rich fool that's found in Luke chapter 12. And I kind of want to give a little credit where credit is due here. This is a passage I'm really familiar with. You guys are, I'm sure. Uh, But I heard a really good um, uh, message from Pastor Andy Stanley up here in Atlanta uh, several weeks ago, and he kind of made some really interesting insights here, and I want to kind of intersperse those throughout as well, so I want to share those. And one of them that he mentioned you know, right off the bat in Luke 12, how it kind of starts out, Jesus is walking along, and this brother just shouts out to Jesus, hey, uh, tell my brother to give me my inheritance. Tell him to split my inheritance. And I never really thought about it, but it is kind of an odd request, right? You're walking along, you know, no healing, no, you know, it's just right away, it's money. Give me, give me money. And of course, Jesus says, basically, I'm not getting involved with that. That's between you two. But what I will say, let me give all of you a warning. And that warning uh, he shares with us in Luke 12, verse 15, he says, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. So right away, you know, I think Jesus is saying, hey, this is a warning for everybody, including the the common man, you know, poor, middle class, wealthy, all of us. We need to be on guard against greed and remember that possessions are really not what's important in life. So unfortunately, yeah, not having much money uh, doesn't get us off the hook from greed. Mm. But it's also much more widespread, as you mentioned, than we, than we realize, because we don't even realize it's, it can be impacting us. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's so widespread. It's, uh, it's like a little tentacle. We, we get a sense of something where like, hey, wait a minute, I should get that. And it can lead us down a down a dark path. So we got to be careful. The comparison is is a problem. I mean, that word just rings in our heads as we say sure. it almost because this is a sneaky issue we have. Um, we feel like I, I have this entitlement to that, or I deserve this. The the money or the things or the you know the possessions are 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 those those should be mine. And you know, you talk about inheritance. That it comes up 
so often in a situation like that. Absolutely. But it happens a lot more than just then. I mean, it happens throughout our lives. We have this issue. Yeah, it's you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's a real thing. So it's, again, we can't just write this off as not our problem. And, and I think that, you know, that sense of justice, you know, first thing, justice, it's a good thing. Justice is really dangerous. <laughs> I think justice and comparison are really kind of these gateways to, to greed. It's so easy to convince ourselves, you know, that we deserve things. I'm not greedy. I just want what I deserve. It's not fair if I don't get that raise or bonus. Uh, you know, I just want what's coming to me. Watch out when we use terms like justice and fairness and deserve. You know, if we think about it as Christians, when we truly call Jesus our Savior, and we really mean it, and our lives have been transformed, we don't get what we deserve. Mm. And, and we all say, thank the Lord for that, because we deserve nothing good without Jesus. Um, and then, you know, today, it's so much more difficult, I think, today with comparison. Uh, social media, uh, powerful ad campaigns, um, you know, perfectly quaffed, if that's the right word, you know, Instagram photos of people on vacation. You know, we can start to feel that, that desire for more just by seeing what, what others have. Um, I remember a really funny story. My wife and I were at some kind of conference, and it was just, you know, it was... We shouldn't have been there. We were, we were fish out of water, <laughs> very wealthy people and, and kind of a charity thing. And someone asked us, she go, they, they go, uh, oh, where are you going to summer this year? And I went, summer? Oh, people actually go places and spend the whole <laughs> summer. I don't know. Marietta, Georgia, it's going to be 95. I don't know what to say. You know? <laughs> so, but, this, but you're like, wait, should we be summering somewhere? What is this summering thing? Am I missing out? So this is where I'm joking, but this is where greed can take hold. And it, and it kind of lies to us. And it says more things are going to you know, make us more happier, get us Get us out of this mess. And, and this is where in, in my work, I've met with, with people that are really struggling with finances. And I can tell, weirdly enough, there's a struggle there with greed. They, they think, if I can just get this raise, or if I can just pay off this credit card, if I can just get this, get that, I'll be happy. I'll make it. And that's just not the case. Paul, real quick, in you know, Galatians 6, he, he talks about this. He says, each, each one should test their own actions then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. So let's kind of strive more for contentment, not comparison, and that will help keep greed at bay. We are talking with Glenn Zimmerman, Christian financial planner. And, you know, often when we think about some of the guidelines that Christ gives us in his word, we, we can in negative, we can think about it in a wrong way and think, okay, he's keeping something from us, but really what it is, it's, it's life giving. And so staying away from greed is actually a way to that abundant life. Yes. I mean, it's, it, it, that's exactly right. I mean, I think we have to think about greed in the sense of there's a reason Jesus shared these parables, right? I mean, why? And, and I think, um, you know, he wants, he wants our lives to really have meaning, to take hold, to, he wants us to follow him and be involved with what he's doing. And greed gets us off, off track. And I think Luke, um, Luke 12, this parable of the rich fool, I'm going to give Glenn's very brief, <laughs> horrible paraphrase, but basically a wealthy man so, so Jesus says, hey, watch out for greed. And then he goes into, let me tell you a story. A wealthy man had a huge harvest and he had so much he couldn't store it all. So he says, 
you know what, I'm just gonna tear these barns down. I'm gonna build bigger ones and guess what? I'm gonna have so much stored up, I can just kind of take life easy and just relax and enjoy life. And God come, comes along and says, you are a fool. Guess what? Your life ends tonight. And then he asks, he says, ask a question. He says, then who will get what you have stored up for yourself? So then Jesus kind of ends the parable by saying, this is what will happen if you store for yourself, but aren't rich towards God. So it's a warning. It's quite a warning. And, you know, Jesus earlier said, hey, life isn't about stuff. And he used the parable to kind of emphasize if you focus on yourself and not on God, you're going to be sorely disappointed with this life. So I do, I think, I think to your point, Bridge, about, hey, God wants us to have abundant life. He's saying, yeah, but, but in order to have abundant life, you got to watch out. Greed is dangerous mm -hmm. because I think what greed does, and this is a point from Pastor Annie Stanley's sermon that, that really hit home. He said, greed is dangerous because it can rob our life of meaning. You know, those weren't his crops in the parable. Um, by focusing on himself, he robbed his life of meaning, of being used by God for his purposes. And I think we need to be kind of careful this is getting a little delicate here, but I think we need to be careful how we view money and possessions. They can be viewed as a blessing from God. Um, and, you know, the rich fool could have said, hey, look, look at all I've got. Look what I've, this huge harvest. God must be blessing me, right? But his heart was off. And, but ultimately, you know, these possessions and this desire for more can really get us off track. We can't take it with us. We've been entrusted with them. But it's not really ours. And really what the rich fool did, he let greed kind of presume on his, on his future. He assumed he was going to have this easy life, and he, and he didn't. And that was the point of the parable. You know, Bridget doesn't remember the 80s like you and me, Glenn. I mean, <laughs> We're dating uh, ourselves, yes. Uh, greed was good. Billionaire's Boys Club. I mean, the whole, the yeah. whole deal of this is um, to get more, to be more powerful, to be better or bigger than the person next to me, my neighbor. Um, and really, without an internal perspective, without looking at these things through God's eyes, they're really, what else is there, I guess, is the point. And, and that's, that's where the struggle comes with all this, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, this, this is a warning to people everywhere, of course, but for people of faith, for people right. that call Jesus our Lord, um, he's saying, don't get distracted. And so, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, hey, in a few weeks, you guys have share coming up. I think it's a great time to kind of be thinking about, um, you know, we, we live in a very, we talk about all the time, we live in a very blessed, amazing time. Yes, there's problems in the national debt and Congress or whatever you want to worry about. But in history, it's pretty amazing. We live a long time, mm. a lot of blessings. So I think when we think about ways to kind of, counteract this i think we it's sort of taking our faith for real you mm -hmm. know really acting it out and one of the ways i think that helps kind of fight greed so to speak is to say hey each day that god gives us it truly is gift do we believe that you know we're not promised tomorrow today he's given us today be thankful for it and so i think that impacts how we treat others holding on to grudges comparison jealousy if we treat each day as gift, it lessens that. Um, how we deal with good times and bad times and a recession or boom times. Um, when life is a gift, everything kind of goes better. And, and I'll just share a little bit, you know, this is tricky. My job is a financial 
planner. It's in the title of my job, right? <laughs> and my job is to help people make sure they have enough to live a long life. And I read this passage and I'm like, you know, I don't want to lead people astray here. I don't want to ha- create this false sense of security. So planning actually can be dangerous because it can lead to greed. It, it could sort of be the Scrooge McDuck, you know, bathing gold mm-hmm. coins. I need this for my future. So that's dangerous. So the key is to plan, you know, don't be a burden on others, plan for a, plan for a long life, but don't assume that our things are just for us, nor presume that we're going to have this long life. Mm. So I think those are key points, you know, and then, you know, sort of just maybe fight this, this comparison, the lure of justice. Um, and I'll share one other one, gratefulness. This comes back so often in our discussions. Gratefulness is such a great antidote uh, to greed. And I think, you know, kind of end with this, this question. This might be a great thing to think about as shares coming up. The question that Jesus asked at the end of the parable, who will get what you've stored up for yourself? Mm. You know, I, I know most of us out there, we're just trying to get through each month. We got bills, inflation is high, we're trying to take care of our families. But I would ask us all, you know, consider praying about how we can do something for someone else. It could be giving money. You know, if you have extra, you can do that, make a sacrificial gift. But it can also be giving time or our talents, you know, to do something to get the focus off ourselves, more on God, more on others. And that's a great way to kind of keep this greed in in check. The reality is God doesn't need our stuff. He's going to do what he wants to do regardless of our stuff. But he wants us to be involved and he wants it to be a means for him and for other people and not just kind of an end that ends with ourselves. And I think that's kind of what Jesus means at the end of that parable when he uses that amazing phrase, we need to be rich towards God. So yeah, it, it's something, it, it's okay to enjoy our lives, you know, take care of our families, take a vacation, all that, but just in the back of our minds, just check ourselves and say, am I putting too much faith in, in numbers and, and things? And I think if we can do that, We'll, uh, we'll have a sense of really being involved in what God is doing around us. So helpful. Great perspective and really great questions to ponder as we work through this Monday. Glenn, thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate our time with you. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful week.